Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Tony Basilio introduces to you Matt Dixon voice check on this Thursday. John, there it is. You just turned it on. Matt Dixon voice check. Uh, a whole lot better than Tuesday. Um, probably about 90% back, which a little surprising, but I'm good to, good to go. John Adams, in all your born days, where do you rank what uh, Tony Valls did with this baseball team? Because Matt Dixon's got a couple numbers for you off the top. Poor Jared Dickey, since he returned from his uh, break, Matt. What's the number? What's he hitting? And he's one of their key hitters in their lineup. And you can only do what you can do when you're banged up. And he obviously fell hard on his shoulder, which has which has, uh, inhibited him from being able to turn on the ball. Matt, what's the number? Because it's crazy, the number. Yeah, well, the, since you know he injured that shoulder against Kentucky, and since then, um, just hitting 171, 6 of, of 35, um, had, had some really key hits, including over the weekend, that kind of jump-started Tennessee, gave, gave Tennessee their first lead to that Super Regional, and they kind of never looked, never looked back from there, but... Um, just been a little bit of a struggle for him since then, uh, hitting just 185 in, in the NCAA tournament um, so far. But hey, John, and there, um, John, he's, they're, he's, they're unlike they're, a lot of teams, he's he's still playing and he's going to be out in Omaha. So there'll be a lot of people who wishes who wish they could trade spots with him. And I wouldn't bet against him when he gets in the spot. I wouldn't bet against a guy because he came well, up with a key hit in game one. He had that yeah, slap that the ball in the, in, in the right center field for two runs in game one. Hey, John, uh, they hit 210 as a team, and they're here right now. But let's talk about the SEC schedules. What do you guys think? Because I'm going to go all over the place today. we got some special guests going to join us. Bri, uh, Mike Rooney, a.k.a. Adam Gold. Tell John Adams why we call him Adam Gold. Because of his resemblance to NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. <laughs> And he play, he played at Notre Dame, so he's a Golden Domer. So. And he looks a lot healthier than than the NBA commissioner, though, than Adam Silver does. He looks so much healthier. And and, and then we're going to get a uh, we're going to get a guy on on the other side by the name of Les Johns, who's going to join us. Hey, this um, um, this athletic director over at Wake Forest, John, he's got a knack for baseball, man. John Curry, he found Tony Valls. He's got a knack for hiring. Got a knack for it. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, that's one of the most interesting things about college baseball is there's really no explanation other than having really good coaches, perhaps, why certain teams are so good in this sport. Uh, It it seems pretty random. Uh, You look at the College World Series and Oral Roberts. Why would Oral Roberts be really good in baseball? Why would Wake Forest be so good in baseball? That is an absolute juggernaut. And they Wake Forest yep. reminds me of Tennessee last year. And they're to their first college world series since what, Bry sixty two, Billy Packer days? That would be nineteen fifty five. Whoa. Oh what a night. Late December. Back in fifty five. Brian, how did you know that? I've looked up the history of every single team in the College World Series to see how many. It was on the. I actually did that for the blog a couple days ago. 
Well, it's really impressive that you're that vigilant and work that hard, and I know Tony appreciates it. He's extremely vigilant. 865-200, maybe a little too vigilant. 865-200-5402, the number if you want to get and hold your calls. Because we're going to preview that Wake Forest team. I want to ask you guys, though, just first blush. Tell you what, Matt, you add Oklahoma and Texas to this league, and you start looking at the schedules throughout the league, Matt, and I don't, you're going to play nine league games? That's a meat grinder if you play nine league games. Tennessee's schedule next year is already a meat grinder enough. And speaking of meat, the guy at Florida is going to be, before it's over, up there in Goshen, Indiana, hanging out with his people, making apple butter, making baskets. Rocking chairs. Rocking chairs and other furniture and goods, not to mention chipped beef, Matt. Have you ever had chipped beef and gravy, which is an Amish staple, Matt? Uh, I have not, and I, I think we were even when we were in one of the summer topics about Napier. Would you think you'd ask me that before? But I didn't even know what it was. John, are you a chip beef and gravy guy from your military days? Because that's some of the grossest, nastiest. Yeah, they they give it to you in the military to toughen you up. I think it's important to point out to some of your new listeners. Yes. I know you're bringing in listeners all the time, every yes. day. It's a yes. routine occurrence. That yes. Billy Napier isn't exactly Amish. Right. You just refer to him. If you've made him part of the Amish community because of his, his look, his hairstyle. And I want to say that I'm a big fan of Amish people. I like the way they live. They're impressive. Uh, that schedule could uh, could get Billy Napier run out of Gainesville on a horse and buggy. Well, we'll go through this later. But he's in my rent-don't-buy category, John, because when you open, when you've got Texas A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and then you're at Tennessee, you're at Texas, you're at Mississippi State, you play Georgia in the Daytona International Speedway, I say to you, sayonara, Sukiyaki. Because I don't see many wins on that for a team without a quarterback. And you didn't even mention Florida State, did And you? Florida State. They play Miami, too. I have two rent-don't-owns, two rent-don't-buy rent uh, coaches that I think are, are going to walk the plank. Hey, Dixon, do you think when Brent Venables looked up yesterday and he saw that Josh Heupel is going to invade his building with that offense in a year where they've got to go get a new quarterback because Dylan Gabriel uh, will exhaust his 13th year in college. Do you feel like Matt Dixon that he knows that Josh Heupel, who would who they wouldn't even sneeze at when that job was open, how many points do you think Josh Heupel will put on them, Matt, if given the opportunity? Or will he take it easy on his amateur mater? Uh, I, I think he puts 56 up uh, next next year in Norman. And de- depending on where it, it that game falls on their schedule, that could be the final game Venable coaches there because the the just the visual of, of a former Sooner yep. who's got a program rolling, yep. dropping 50 on them. Um, you, know, you know, based on what, what happened this past year with Venables, I don't think he's long for that job, kind of like Napier in, in Gainesville. So these, uh, no, I, I, I think Heifel yeah. p- puts it on them. 
I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, John, when his AD, Castiglione, called him into his office and said, hey, here's the schedule. Yesterday, the commissioner, uh, two days ago, gave it to him in the evening. He asked everybody, please hold the schedule. John, they were all leaking all over social media yesterday except one school. Because when well, you want to fix your leaks, you call Danny the plumber. The first thing out of his mouth up there when he took the job at Tennessee is where are all these leaks coming from? And that man did not leak that schedule. So maybe that will buy him some, uh, some, some extra piasters uh, with the uh, SEC commissioner, John. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, uh, maybe Greg Sankey noticed that. Maybe it didn't. But uh, there, haven't been, there hasn't been much leaking out of Tennessee. I think he made that a priority. And yep. Apparently, he's got the message across. Got the message uh, across. So let's move along here. Oklahoma has Alabama. John, is that a win or a loss for them next year? It's a loss. How about South Carolina in their building? In Oklahoma or South yeah, Carolina? In their building, in, uh, in Oklahoma. They can win that. How about your Tennessee Volunteers down there? That's a loss. They're going to Auburn? It's hard to say what Heath Freeze will have, but that's kind of a wild card. I mean, Heath Freeze is a really good coach. Some people might forget that from his days at Ole Miss. And, uh, what he did it, but he, he did it at Liberty, too. That could be a very tough game for Oklahoma. At LSU? That's a loss. At Ole Miss? Go either way. At uh, Mizzou? win texas and dallas probably a loss i'm saying this though tony and why don't you like this texas team john they're good they're coming what is wrong with you what is they're all they're always on their way they're always coming back to what they used to be how long have we heard that how many different coaches have been there and during which we've heard that yeah this is going to be the year this will be the year this will be the year and while saying this about, uh, you know, putting down Oklahoma's chances for 24, I'm not putting down that program. That Oklahoma will fix that fast. It always has. Whenever it's had a downturn, it fixes things fast. And, and I don't think it will necessarily go six and seven again, but Oklahoma doesn't eight and four doesn't quicken anybody's pulse in sooner land. Expect to. They expect to contend for national championships, particularly when you go to a 12-team playoff. If Oklahoma's not in that playoff, the majority of that fan base will be very upset. I'm coming back on the other side. I want to remind you, John Adams presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors Online, SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. And um, Ray is going to be uh, out. And Omaha, as he was uh, holding check the last couple of regionals on the road, that man is an absolute road warrior. SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. He represents his volunteers like Matt Dixon. Dixon, have you procured your um, plans yet for Omaha? Um, not finalized. Got them kind of uh, got it outlined out. Yeah. So I see something we need to talk about off air. When are we leaving? Um, after, after the show. When are we leaving? Uh, it would be tomorrow. We can we come back, 865-200-5402, the number again, 865-200-5402 is my, well, hold your calls. What am I doing here? 
When we come back, we'll do a quick preview of Wake Forest and get that out of the way. And then we'll get into, I'm going to get back into this football schedule stuff, so bear with me. We had a, we had a guest scheduled, and then, and then the great Adam Gold, a.k.a. Mike Rooney, who is the star of stage and screen, ladies and gentlemen, for ESPN, who told us last year, and I'm going to get on him, that Notre Dame had zero chance against the Vols. I'm still urinated off of Mike Rooney, Matt, 53 weeks later. And me and everybody else to let our guard down a little bit. Yep. He set us up. Bino goes, you got more people coming on here sitting. Yep, silly owl. So Bino told me, Adams, he said, I got people setting me up in his own little way. I think a really good show today. Yeah. It might be so good that uh, Titansville doesn't need to call and tell us who won some Academy Awards in the mid-50s. After that, female actresses. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time, and being family owned, locally owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644.
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. He's going to let us know what's happening at Foodland today. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. It's another week, uh, another round of specials at the store. Uh, so let us know what you got on sale this week. All righty. Well, we have two sales going uh, at this time this week. The regular ad that's running all week has assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, green cabbage for $0.59 cents a pound, and Deer Park Spring Water 24 packs, two for 10. The other ad we have going on is our truckload sale that we do every year that has fresh ears of corn three years for a dollar bacon potatoes 99 cents a pound ripe bacon 40 ounces 8.99 each and whole ribeyes for 5.99 a pound wow 5.99 a pound for ribeye that's a pretty good deal right there again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. located right there at the Foodland at the big shopping center in downtown near the post office well miles thank you very much you have a great day and thank you great staff and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks all righty thank you This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony, be back with you. It is uh, an incredible, and I do mean an incredible day. John Adams is alongside, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. And anytime John's here, it just absolutely brightens up my day. John, in fact, last night I was laying in bed and thinking about you. Kind of creepy. No. No, not at oh, all. Oh, okay, all right. So, the thank thought, you, I guess. Well, yeah. the thought was, uh-huh. man, I get to hang out with him on the radio tomorrow. That was the thought. Yeah, I'll be leaving early today, by the way. Well, not because you were thinking about no, me. No, I, listen, listen, I appreciate the love, man. You know, it's really, I appreciate you. And, re- and I, you I received that really well. Yeah, thank you. 
I and I appreciate uh, hanging out with uh, Lawrence Band uh, a while back. Les Johns covers Wake Forest publisher of Demon Deacon Digest at two four seven Sports, writer for Demon Deacon Sports Extra. Also, is a vinyl fan. Like sports cards and several other. Uh, so you got you have, you have any room for all your collectibles, comics, vinyl records, sports cards, and Funko Pop? Yeah, there's 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 no room in my home office right now, Tony. It's jam packed, and and quite honestly, my daughter uh, is, is downstairs. She's 22, and her boyfriend uh, is a first year law student at Wake Forest, and uh, I'm waiting for the, him to graduate law school so I can take over the basement downstairs. That'll be my, I guess they call it a man cave. So uh, in two more years, I'll be able to get everything out, hopefully. There's still some things in boxes in the, in the basement, but, uh, but we'll fix that in a couple of years after I kick them out. Well, you're going to have some trinkets from the College World Series to add to that. The question is, will Wake Forest hold the chalice? Because they'll be the first since 1999, the first one seed to get through. Miami did it back then. The inaugural year of this format that we're on, that we're under in college baseball. Uh, if if people were wondering how the super regional round was going to affect that Wake Forest team, uh, how about when they just that poor Alabama squad? I feel for them with what their coach did to them. That can't be fun to have your coach sell you out like that. There was nowhere to run and nowhere to hide in the second game of that regional. That was nasty. Nine home runs. It just, it just the ball just kept flying out of the yard. And honestly, and it's and it's fair to say Wake has a smaller you know home field than than a lot of other folks. And it's also fair to say that the wind was blowing out. But if, if you watch those, a lot of those would have been home runs anywhere. They Wake was just absolutely bombing it that day. So you know, it, it, it was just one of those days. Twenty-two to five, the final score. Nine home runs, you know. I think everybody got a home run, so it was it was quite a quite a display. Lest was that head coach hired by Curry? How long's the head coach been there? That's there. No, the head coach was actually hired here by Ron Wellman, the previous athletic director. Which, strangely enough, the, the head coach at Tennessee was hired by John Curry. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, John Curry did not hire him, but you know. Uh, you know, Curry has made no uh, qualms about making changes when things aren't on the right path. You know, made a big change, obviously, to the men's basketball program uh, in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic to hire Steve Forbes, who I know you guys know pretty well. Great guy. Um, so, yeah, he's he's been a breath of fresh air to this program here for sure. Um, we love working with him. So, yeah, uh, but Tom Walter, you know, is the guy here. Uh, he's been here, I think, 14 seasons now. Uh, they hadn't made it to the super regional round since 2017. You know, kind of scuffled a little bit in 2020 and 2021 with a little bit of expectations those years. Kind of regrouped, uh, got the culture right, got the roster right, and uh, they've had a heck of a season. You know, 52 wins, there's a 53 now uh, against 10 losses. Uh, hasn't lost a weekend series all year long. You know, starting pitcher Rhett Louder is an amazing 15 and 0. Back to back ACC pitcher of the year. Uh, he started 17 times for Wake Forest this season, and 17 times Wake Forest has got a victory. So when he so when he starts Saturday against uh, Stanford, you know the assumption is that moves to 18. So uh, and we'll see how that goes. Has Curry ever talked about? You guys ever asked him about hiring Tony Vitello? 
because literally he hired, he found, picked him from the bunch, essentially, one of the great stars in college baseball. Yeah, it's it's strange because I know I've had a conversation with, with John Curry about that, but I believe the conversation was mostly probably off record. If I remember correctly, that conversation was started because he met with Megan Jebbia, the new Wake Forest women's basketball coach, probably in the same airport, if I remember the story correctly, that he first met Tony. Um, and that's, that's where I think it got brought up to me, you know, just about a year ago. So, but I don't remember much of the nuts and bolts on that. But I know he's, he's very proud of the hire, for sure. And Tony well, he also hired Tennessee's uh, tennis coach, Chris Woodruff. He also hired Chris Woodruff, John Adams says. Yeah, I mean, Curry just has a, he just has a way about him. Obviously, the, um, the football search here was probably will go down in the annals of, uh, of, uh, well, never mind. Um, moving along. For sure, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Infamy, as they say, less John's joining, less this weight team. It's interesting. They haven't been there since what Brian was talking about, 1956, some somewhere in that neighborhood. It's 1955. They, 55. They, they went to the College World Series and, and won it that year. So I think the format was probably quite a bit different. Yes. At the time. I'm not even sure what it was in 1955. But yeah. And so the question is this, right? Because we saw this with Tennessee a couple years ago. They had a breakout season, and they went. and Man, the lights were bright. And then you've got yeah. this number one seed deal that's hung on every team like a millstone. Is this weight team different? Are they capable? Do they have enough pitching? Because they have enough firepower. Do they have enough pitching to do this? They definitely have enough pitching. And and, and that's, that's the great thing about this Wake Forest team is that they can beat you in multiple ways. You know, they can bludgeon you in a 22 to 5 slugfest, but then they can also, you know, win that first game of the Super Regional, which was a 5 to 4, you know, game. They've got pitching. They, they're built to win things like a regional, you know, and they can't even make it to the loser's bracket and pitch their way out of it because they have, you know, four quality starters and, you know, five or six arms in the bullpen that they can count on. Yep. Um, so they, they lead the nation in earn run average, and it's almost a full point better than anybody else. Um, and, you know, yeah, they've got a lot of arms they can count on. Here's how ludicrous their depth in pitching has been, right? And both the regional and the sub-regional, right, and the super-regional, I should say, both of those, both these last two weekends, they pitched their closer in 15-run wins, like, they, they had to get their closer work. Like, that's how much pitching depth they had. They had to find work for their closer. Hey, Matt, you, you think, and Matt's liked this Wake team all year. Matt, your view of them is that they're phenomenal, right? Uh, yes, yeah. They, yeah, you can just look at the numbers. They, they, don't, they don't really have a weakness. Um, you know, the one thing I would I want to ask is, um, you know, I know that they're parked. You know, Tennessee got criticized last year because they're, you know, playing a, a very hitter friendly park, which yeah. they never, you know, the pitching side of it never gets talked about. But how dependent is Wake Forest on, on hitting home runs? And, you know, cause, you know, out in Omaha, it can be kind of more of a pitcher's park. Um, how much is Wake dependent on home runs? 
Well, they're one of the nation's leaders in home runs. They don't lead the nation, but they're in the top ten, if I remember correctly. You know, they've got, I think, five guys with double-digit home runs on the season. So, you know, but at the same time, I don't feel like they're dependent on hitting home runs. You know, I don't think, because they can also throw, they, they can also throw the ball, they've got a great pitching staff, and they're one of the top teams defensively as well. They're the second best, uh, uh, field percentage uh, team left in the field. I think only Oral Roberts is better. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a well-rounded team that yeah. can beat you in a variety of ways. They hit nine home runs <laughs> against Alabama in that super regional finale, but they don't need to hit nine home runs to win, if you follow what I'm saying. They can beat you in a wide variety of ways. If the wind's blowing out, yeah. the ball, which it never does, that'll be beneficial to Wake Forest, but I think they can win regardless. Yeah, no, no, it make, makes perfect sense. Um, and then the other one, um, you know, potentially could see Tennessee in, in the second yeah. game. Um, who, who would be Wake's starter for that game um, if, if, if they get matched up with Tennessee? Well, the plan most likely will be, and we're speaking with Tom Walter at 3.15 today. I'll be on Zoom because I won't be in Omaha yet. I'm flying out tonight. Um, but the, the, the assumption will be that Rhett Louder will go on, on Saturday against uh, against Stanford, and then in game two will be Josh Hartle, uh, who's been kind of the standard Saturday starter for Wake Forest. He'll likely get the nod in game two, whether they're in the winner's bracket or the loser's bracket. Is he righty-lefty, hard thrower, soft thrower? What, tell us about him. Yeah, uh, lefty, he has uh, three or four pitches. He developed a cutter late last season, like in the middle of the season, Wake Forest has this pitching lab that's kind of becoming world-renowned now, and he literally developed a cutter like three-quarters of the way through his freshman season, and he's made a tremendous jump this year. He's like 10-2 and two with a 2.6 ERA, something wild like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, like a 6-1 to one strikeout to walk ratio. Wake doesn't give away many free bases, so and that's kind of the key is, is you know, you they might make a mistake here or there, and you might you might put a run on the board, but you're not gonna you're not gonna hit him for like a crooked number. Hey Matt, hey Matt, I'm calling the shot. The Vols are getting through LS. They're going they're going to perform a miracle Saturday and get through <laughs> LSU somehow. Is Matt, it does that schemes well, is going Saturday against against you guys or not? Oh yes, the Skeener okay. will be going. The, they're going to throw the Skeener first, and then if you guys get to LSU, because Matt, that's the thing about LSU. After Paul Skeens, they can only throw him once. Then it becomes an issue for them, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, big time. And Ty Floyd's a a decent number two, but they don't really have a number three, and they, you know, they 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 just have had bullpen troubles all year. Yep. You know that's the conventional wisdom. You know, and, and don't kill me for this, guys, but I'm a University of Kentucky grad, so I was watching some of that LSU Kentucky series, and I was, you know, as someone who covers Wake Forest, I found LSU to be pretty darn scary across the board. But I know the conventional them is they don't have the pitching depth so we'll see how that plays out this weekend well and tennessee just haven't been hitting the ball at all i mean john you could make the case that there's probably a better chance they get shut out than they beat uh this kid the way they're playing right now the vols i mean there's well they're not doing much well and and look at two of their best hitters jared dickey with playing with the hurt shoulder kind of hard to hit home runs with a bad shoulder 
Uh, Blake Burke is, I know he hit that mammoth home run, but he's been in a dreadful slump. Dude, his last couple of at-bats in Omaha, I felt sorry oh. for him. What in the world? One was just oh, really awful. Three pitches, and he wasn't, you could have put a telephone pole in his hands, and he couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> he was so far from it. It was insane. Less, um, so we get you guys Monday night. We're going to see that lefty who's got the cutter. Matt, that sounds inviting, doesn't it? The off-speed pitch with the cutter. That sounds inviting, right, Matt, for our lineup? Uh, any any lefties a bad matchup for Tennessee? Yep, because we are le- we are left 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 left. Uh, Les, what is their Achilles heel? Every team has one. If it goes bad for Wake Forest, what happens? If it goes bad for Wake Forest, two to three things happen. One, Rhett Louder suddenly becomes human and and doesn't you know get the victory on Saturday, and they fall down to the losers bracket. Number two, they leave too many runners on base throughout the weekend. You know, I say the weekend, the first couple games, right? Um, you know, we, we already talked about the fact that it's not necessarily a hitter-friendly park. You know, does the moment get too big for them? Does the expectations weigh down on this team that, that hasn't been to this, this big stage before, right? You know, they've handled all the, any adversity they face through the season, but, you know, does that, you know, does it weigh down on them as they get to Omaha, right? And, you know, do they not uh, take advantage of situational bats, you know, with runners on base? You know, you, I can see a situation where they, you know, have a game where they leave, you know, 13 or 14 runners on base and, you know, find a way to lose 5-2 to two and then all of a sudden the dream is over. So that's kind of the keys. That's kind of how things could go sideways for this Wake Forest team. You know, they could leave runners on base. Rhett Louder could prove, prove to be human. And uh, the moment could be too big for these guys. I, I don't think those things will happen, but that's that's kind of the opportunity there for others. That is with that ballpark and that setting and that whole thing. You get out there sometimes and you blink a little, and it's you know it's difficult on everybody. I mean, even the even the veteran teams blink because it's such a big stage. You're treated like a rock star. It's a completely different deal for these college baseball players, is my understanding, uh, out there in Omaha. Hey, Les, go enjoy yourself, man. And I appreciate Looking you spending some time it. with you know, us. Deacon, and, yeah. Deacon Nation has really turned out over the last month. You know, record crowd, sold out. You know, Wake Forest baseball has been a hot ticket. And I don't know how many fans are going to be making the trip to Omaha, but I'm looking forward to being there and covering it. It's my first time. and uh, I'm looking forward to soaking it all in. Thanks for having me on, guys. Les, you have a great one. If folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? It's uh, on Twitter is one of the great spaces at, at Les underscore Johns, J-O-H-N-S. And then I'm at Demon Deacon Digest and the 24-7 Sports Network. If folks are a 24-7 sports subscriber, uh, you know, you can pop on the site. You, if, if you're a member of one site, you, you can get on any anybody's site. So come over and say hello and, and check out the coverage. Uh, look forward to seeing the balls. Hey, be blessed. Have a great trip out there, and we'll see you guys Monday night. Thanks. I appreciate it. You guys take care. Thank you. Matt, Tennessee's got a blank and 10 chance against LSU Saturday. All things considered, what do you think? Um, four. Four and 10. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, LSU, I definitely put LSU as the favorites, especially with Skeens. But, yep. you know, Tennessee's kind of found some magic here recently. Um and maybe they have a better game plan the second time around facing him. Or maybe he just, maybe the moment swallows him. Who knows? You do never know, John, do you, in these deals? 
Well, now when uh, when Les was talking about Wake Forest, it was as though he was talking about last year's Tennessee team. That's exactly right. You have to really work hard to find any sort of a glaring weakness, and that's how that team was. But Tennessee, of course, didn't fell one game short of the College World Series. But in these in these baseball tournaments, you just don't know. It's so unpredictable. That makes it so much fun. And I think it puts an extra burden on the best teams. It's because they know going in, they're supposed to win. I look at two. Matt knows more about this than I do. but And I haven't seen all these teams. But I, I think of Wake Forest and Florida is the two most complete teams. Uh, and, and if there were a Wake Forest-Florida finale, I mean, to me, that would be appropriate. But that's not the way this college tournament goes. It goes just the other way. So you could say it's truly a tournament where you could say every team has a chance. Look at Ole Miss last year. Yep. How could you project Ole Miss to surpass everybody? So... That makes it even that makes it an even better tournament. I just think Tennessee got really unlucky on the draw. Now I would rather be playing LSU than Wake Forest or Florida. But when you're playing, it's like there are two LSU teams: one with Paul Skeens as a pitcher, and one with without him as a pitcher. I mean, when he's the pitcher, LSU might be the best team in baseball. Yeah, and. For my money, I think Florida, I'm with you. I think Florida is better than LSU. Um, Now, I think they're right there. The Wake Forest team, it's just hard to tell because I don't want to say the league they've played in. Their league's pretty good, Matt. I mean, that Clemson team was very good. That Clemson team could easily be in Omaha right now. Easily. Yeah, and Virginia's in Omaha there. Um, And they had to beat Duke, Duke and other ACC team in the Super, so no, yeah. it's it, it is a, a pretty good lead, it, a very offensive heavy league, yeah. which makes their pitching numbers even more impressive. But maybe maybe it's like Tennessee, and they just they've been so good, they haven't been tested, and they haven't really faced adversity, and they might face that for the first time in Omaha and not know how to handle it. If the Vols go zero and two, it'll really bum me out. I want them to win. <laughs> a couple games, win some games, give themselves a chance to get in a tournament. Because the last time we went, you just weren't in the tournament. When you go to and done, I mean, it's still great to get there. It's an incredible accomplishment to get there. It's all gravy from here. Tennessee could win it. I mean, if their bats wake up, they literally, like John's saying, they could come alive and win the thing. They've got more pitching than anybody. And pitching is the deal. But they just right now just don't hit it enough. They to me, I watch them, and they just don't hit. I mean, I'm being honest here. The the thing that I hold on to or that I want to watch out for is, Matt, if we lose to, if we lose to LSU, we're going to see this crazy pitcher from Stanford who we had a guy on yesterday who calls their games. He tells me, Matt, that this guy's gone over 100 pitches, double-digit, times plus just about every one of his starts and over the weekend matt he threw how many tell john this this is crazy now in 2023 how many pitches that guy throw matt Uh, 156 last time out john 
like it's 1975. I mean, this guy—they wow. this he, guy until his arm falls off. He—he was—he would have been drafted high in the early 60s. Oh boy, you talk about a guy whose arm stretched out. The, the guy yesterday told me he goes, "Oh, that's nothing." He goes over a hundred. I'm like, "What were the circumstances that he did that?" He said it was a baseball game and they gave him the ball. He goes, "This guy goes over a hundred pitches like he's rolling out of bed in the morning." Well, you see, when I was a kid back in the '60s and followed baseball, that kind of stuff was there was no such thing as a pitch count. You pitched what whatever was needed. I mean. There were so many complete games, and I still remember Juan Marichal and Warren Spahn dueling for 15 or 16 innings. They just pitched, and it seemed as though they were conditioned to do that. Right. And we have all, all this strength and conditioning. This is one thing that baffles me. We have all these strength coaches, conditioning coaches, yep. all this modern equipment, all scientific stuff about how to – how to prepare? How to prepare a pitcher? How to train one? How to train a hitter? Football, everything. But these guys just—they don't hold up. I'm thinking major major leagues, uh, but they just don't hold up. There's uh, look at the Yankees, Aaron Judge and uh, Stanton. I mean, when do they both of those guys in the lineup? It seems as though one is always hurt. I mean, Judge had the tremendous year last season, but. Baseball players are so pampered, John. You know, look, I love baseball. You love baseball. These guys get a blister on their finger, John, or they 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 sprain a they sprain like their ring finger, batters, and they miss like ten games. Like what we imagine in football, some of the injuries that baseball play, and they have guaranteed money. See, that's the difference. In the NFL, if you don't play, you get caught. Your contract, for the most part. Isn't guaranteed. NBA and Major League Baseball, you get a hangnail, take a month off. Call me in the morning. Hey, go party with your boys. You think uh, you think a hangnail would have taken Ted Williams out of so the lineup? Uh, yeah, I mean, but those guys back then, they they got sent what they were going to get paid the next year by the owner in the off season, and they had to send the card back confirming it. That's why sports were better in the reserve clause era. They were just better. Mm-hmm. When when you knew who your team was, year to year to year to year to year, it was better. Let's go back. So there you go. I, I'm for uh, I, I'm for the athletes. Just just as long as it's uh, got a little balance to it, uh, and, and that's all I'm asking for is a little bit of balance here. We, we want we want things fair and balanced. At any rate. So the schedules came out yesterday. Well, what do you think, Bry? Tennessee schedule. Uh, we were uh, nobody got it. Nobody got the alumni hall hundred dollar gift card. Nobody nailed it. What did you make of it? And by the way, uh, Gary Johns went to alumni hall yesterday and said they had so much stuff there. They sent a donation to T Club Team. He said that uh, they had so much stuff in there. He used the Tony Basilio promo code, and it said my name on the checkout ticket. So if you go there and you uh, and and you you'll get twenty percent off right on the spot on your purchase, and they've got that World Series stuff there right now for you. 
at Alumni Hall. So, great stuff. So, why is your name on anything? I don't, I don't get that. What's Because we're, we're partners. TNDAD23. Oh, okay. 20% off. TNDAD23. You get 20% off. Great gifts for Father's Day. Hook Dad up with some Omaha gear. And, Brian, I'm going to go by later on, and I'm going I'm to grab me some stuff for the weekend. Cause I'm, uh, I, I got two gigs, and I want to, I want to play in some Tennessee uh, paraphernalia. Brian Do you Boy. get the stuff free, Tony? Heck no, no way, no way. I'm not like some of these other goofballs that are in the media. Twenty percent off, in store and online. TNDad23 is the promo code. TNDad23. Bry, your thoughts on Tennessee's schedule? Hard, easy, somewhere in the middle. I like it. They pretty much traded South Carolina and Missouri for Mississippi State and Arkansas. Yep. I'm glad they kept Georgia, Florida, Bama, Kentucky, Vandy. Because, to be honest with you, the Missouri and South Carolina games never really excited me all that much. Yep. I seem to like playing Arkansas and Mississippi, even Mississippi State, for some reason, better than those two. So I'm happy with it. And they get a trip to Norman. They finally get to go and get a chance to really pound Oklahoma's eyes shut. They own for 2015 and how we felt after that game. John, what is your – because there are some tells in here. You and I were talking last night when this thing came out. There are some tells in here. One of the tells is that when they go to the 6-3 format, it looks like Tennessee's three are going to be Alabama, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. That's why Kentucky appears on their schedule, not South Carolina. When they pulled South Carolina off their schedule, to me that's a tell that that's not an annual rivalry, not considered by the league an annual rivalry, and Missouri as well. And I think Tennessee's schedule... I think it improves by pulling Missouri off that schedule. I'm with Brian. I, I think that's just a nothing game playing them. I think it's a nothing place up there with the rocks in the end zone. They they just don't belong in the league. Well, I know Missouri fans all appreciate your comments. They've uh, well, they have I, yeah. I think I I like I like the schedule. And, and I looked at it through a playoff lens. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh, a very favorable schedule for a playoff run. Say that for two reasons. You're playing Alabama and Georgia, which you pretty much can count on being playoff contenders, if not national champions. So even if you lose both of those games, let's say hypothetically both of those teams are at the top of their game. Uh, they beat Tennessee. Still can make the playoff. You go ten and two with that schedule, you're making the playoff. You have to beat Oklahoma and Norman, but again, this is this is not Oklahoma of its glory days. This is a, uh, you know, this is not anything comparable to that, and it could be a, a pressurized season for uh, Brent Venables, a first-time head coach, uh, Josh Heupel. At when a game means a lot to a coach. It means a lot to his team. If they like their coach, you, you see this all the time. When a game is important to a coach, and the coach doesn't even have to say it, the players know it. 
they know for Josh Heupel to go back to Norman, Oklahoma, where he won a national championship as a quarterback, then flipped that, and he got fired as a co-offensive coordinator. They, he doesn't have to say a word, and he may not, but his players know how much that means to him, and I think they will give it everything they've got to help him win that game. And, and we don't know how good Oklahoma could be. I mean, we're looking at it kind of negatively, but with transfer portal, NIL money, perhaps Oklahoma we will be much improved next year. But it will still have to break in a new quarterback because, as you pointed out, Dylan Gabriel's gone. So I just look at the schedule, and I think, yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas also will be breaking in a new quarterback. I think that that game's at Arkansas. Is that right or not? Correct, at Arkansas, yep. Okay. And uh, I really think that Tennessee will be favored and it's hard to do this a year out because there's so much turnover. Sure. Yeah. But my guess is Nico will be the quarterback, and he's going to be really good, yep. and he'll get to break in this season. Yep. Oh, I just think Tennessee will be favored in every game, but two. And if he, if you, uh, you you win those games, you're supposed to win. Tennessee be in the college football playoff. I think there's a chance if Nico's as good as we think he's going to be, they could be favored against Alabama at home. Yeah, but that's – yeah, I, I just don't know about that, yeah. though. I, I, mean, I don't you, know. You would assume right now yeah. that they're going to be – that there'll be a slight dog or a pick or whatever the number is. Here's the thing, and Matt, when I look at the schedule and I look at the – inclusion of Oklahoma and Texas into the league. You know, there's a it sets up some really cool games within the conference. This is something we've all wanted. We've all wanted to see better football. I take you back to uh, the the 2020 year though there were no crowds. The games were knockout great every week. There was no filler, there was no fluff in the schedule. And Matt, I feel really good for those Arkansas people. You know, those Arkansas people that are of a certain age get to reconnect with the program they knew. They get to play the Texas, the Texas A&M. They get to play the Oklahoma. It's pretty cool. Plus, they lose Alabama on their schedule. I would imagine the Arkansas people, Matt, are pretty excited and pretty pleased with the draw they got. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, they're get to renew some of the, the Southwest Conference stuff. They always kind of felt out feel out of place. Now they can they kind of probably kind of feel back at home again. So yeah. you know that's that's really cool for them, yeah. What's and, your what's your blush on Tennessee's schedule? What are your thoughts when you looked at it? Uh I I like it. You, you kept all the all the games that, that matter to people. Um like like you know Brian said it best. I mean South Carolina and Missouri aren't I mean, while you've had some compelling games with those teams, that just the names, there's just no rivalry there. They don't, you know, just don't don't do a whole lot for you. Um, but you kept you kept all the important games uh, and added, a, you know, some others that it kind of it is kind of cool to play Arkansas. You know, Tony, when I was uh, uh, after watching that, I was writing my column uh, right a, right after the announcement on New Tennessee schedule and the next. So uh, 
They were showing after that, after the reveal, they were showing the Georgia-LSU SEC championship game. And this is kind of out of nowhere, but just watching Georgia play. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I mean, that team was so good. And Stetson Bennett was probably the most – he won two national championships, but he's probably one of the most unappreciated quarterbacks in – SEC history because people are always talking about, well, he's not that good. He's got all his talent around yeah. him. He was part of that talent. I mean, there were just I would, play after play where in LSU did okay. It wasn't like a TCU blowout in the national championship game, but LSU had a lot of talented players, and they at times looked overwhelmed against Georgia. Just the idea of how good Georgia was against good teams last year. Man, and watching some of those guys, how good they're going to be this year. And everybody says, well, their schedule's not that good, but so what? I mean, yeah, they're, they're crying. Top 10 teams yeah. going to have trouble hanging with them. Hey, Matt, their fans are crying because they feel like they're being picked on by the schedule they have to play next year. For the first time, they got to play a schedule commensurate with the team they have. And, John, one of the points you made to me last night is their two best defensive players this year will be draft eligible next year. So you're getting them in a, you're getting them in what is a moving year for, and we've seen as those guys rotate up, they get kind of hungry in that, in that year where they, and why wouldn't you? I mean, you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to change your life. Um, you know, and, and the thing about Georgia too, that kind of get, well, you you were talking about that quarterback, right? People say to me, my friends, I can't believe you, you like college ball more than you like the NFL. I get that from people, especially people back where I'm from. And I have some friends here that say it to me. And I'll say, it's not even close to me. It's I like it so much more. It's, it's not even like they're in the same, and they're playing the same game. It's not even close. Here's why. There's no place for Stetson Bennett in the NFL game. There's no place for Tim Tebow in the NFL game. In college football, they can be absolute stars because not everything is cookie cutter at the collegiate level. You can do so much more with offense at the collegiate level. The little imperfections in the game the make it more unpredictable it just makes it to me and the crowds but it just makes it a more interesting compelling product because that kid from georgia was a great player at that level a not a good player you're right he's a great player at that level he's very good yeah and i the other thought i had last night watching these uh you talk about Georgia has it, its schedules been easier, but Oklahoma and Texas can't be looking forward to playing Georgia. I mean, if they watch that TCU game, I mean, TCU did win the Big 12 championship. It did beat Michigan. And it was just, it might as well have been playing an NFL team in that national championship game. It couldn't have been much worse. And I think the other teams, the other thing that these teams will have to adjust to is the lower-profile teams in the SEC. We've mentioned a couple of them, Mississippi State in Arkansas yeah, and, going and South, South Carolina, you know, because that's not, you know, you play Alabama, Georgia one week or an LSU or Tennessee, 
and then you think, oh, well, we only have to play Mississippi State this week. Uh, it's not going to be easy. I mean, those lower-profile teams can come up and beat the best teams occasionally. So it's just such a grind of going through an SEC schedule. And you know what? You, said, you talk about it being the grind. I want a 10-game schedule. I want every team to have the same amount of uh-huh. games at home as they do on the road. Because the nine-game schedule, some teams are going to have five games on the road and only four at home. With a 10-game schedule, you balance that out. And if Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas want to give up a home game every other year to play on a neutral site, then let that let them do it. That's their business. Well, the rest of us will play will play a balanced schedule. I they did love- that during COVID, and, and I think that was great. Go ahead, John. I would, well, I would, Brian, I would love a 10-game SEC schedule. I, I mean, that to me, because as Tony pointed out, when you go back to 2020 season, even though you were playing a team that was obviously inferior and the point spread suggested as much, still an SEC game, and you just can't be sure how it will go. For example, Georgia and Missouri playing last year. I mean, really, if Georgia had played against Missouri like it did against TCU, it might have scored 100 points The dulcet, and won by 90. The dulcet tones, ladies and gentlemen, of the great John Adams. You bow your head when you say his name. Uh, let me keep this thing alive and legal because we are already hitting hour two. Let's hit it in style. As I introduce a special guest now on the program, uh, the great Mike Rooney, you bow your head when you say his name. Because I'm going to tell you something. This guy right here, last year, set me up on here. This guy set us up. Hey, Mike Rooney, I believed you last year when you told me on and off the air that Notre Dame had zero chance against the Vols. Hey, we're still you. mad. At, hey, we're still mad at you here, man. I, I apologize. I'm sorry that uh, I'm, I don't know. I guess I do owe an apology, but the. You know, it's like a good warning for everyone. Like, you get these old teams that are skilled, and I still would tell you that that was one of the great Super Regionals I've ever seen. Um, you know, and that was an epic, you know, that Tennessee team was one of the best teams we've ever seen. Yep. So um, that's what that's what makes Omaha so special, I think, is that it's, I don't care how good you are, it's just so hard to get here. And, you know, Tennessee's not alone in that. It, you know, talk about Arkansas 2021, talk about UCLA 2019, and, you know, Wake Forest finally put that version of the jinx to bed getting here but yeah it was uh that was just a, a, a super regional for the ages and you know the game this year has just been incredible i mean my son just graduated from penn up in up in philly and we just couldn't believe what we were watching tennessee penn came very close to getting the knoxville for a super regional the way the vols have played the four seed that's in the college world series right now all the great upsets, all the stuff that's going on, uh, the passion, the pageantry of this thing. Man, it's been a great postseason so far, Mike. Yeah, I agree. It's been really fun. You know, it's just, I think the, the, the level of skill in our game has increased. You know, there's more and more kids that are coming to college as opposed to starting their professional careers right out of high school, and that helps the college game. Obviously, the fan support is just continue to grow, and you know, programs like Tennessee are like that. You know, maybe 10 years ago, Tennessee liked college baseball. Now you've got a fan base that is just fully all in on this team. So it's been, you know, from the four seeds like Penn and Ryder and Oral Roberts who's here 
Uh, and I think another storyline for us in Omaha right now is there is some serious star power. I mean, oh. you're talking about nine potential first-round picks in this field. So, uh, you know, Tennessee and LSU, this place is going to be absolutely electric on Saturday night. So, yeah, just couldn't be more excited for the way the postseason has gone. ESPN's Mike Rooney breaking it down scientifically and, you know, Silver is about to turn to gold as he appears on the TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com. Mike, size it up for me. Tennessee and LSU, your thoughts. Is there any getting the skeins? Because he's had a couple outings this year where he was pretty uneven. Everybody does. Uh, can the yeah. bad Paul Skeen show up? Well, I think, you know, I think you can look at it in two ways. Like, Tennessee doesn't have to, you know, beating Paul Skeens is not their only route to the finals. Tennessee's pitching depth is so extreme that they could lose that game and still make it all the way to the finals. And that, you know, that's the hard way. And it's, it's not common, but it has been done before. Um, now, your question was more specific to beating Skeens. You know, if, if LSU, he's hard to beat, obviously. I mean, this kid is, you know, feels like a 15-year big leaguer that we're watching, you know, just a generational talent like a Mark Pryor or Steven Strasburg. But, you know, LSU... The, 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 the choppier version of them hasn't played great defense all the time. Um, their bullpen hasn't been great all the time. Now I will tell you that both of those things have been significantly improved over the last four weeks of the season. But, you know, I, I think that would be the plan is create contact, don't let LSU's defense off the hook, and try to, you know, try to build Paul Skeen's pitch count such that you're not facing him in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. Now, you know, many, many have tried that. None of succeeded right so uh, i'm not saying it's a good formula but it, it's i guess something to hang your hat on john adams you the knoxville news sentinel jump in here with the great mike rooney uh who appears on the tld logistics hotline online tldlogistics.com like you're talking about all the major league prospects in this uh college world series you mentioned schemes going into the season chase dolander tennessee's a number one starter from the get-go, not now, but uh, he was talked about as a as a possible top pick. He's had a very mediocre year by his standards. What do you think the general take is on him at, at, at this point? I mean, I think I, I think what you just said a second ago is, is the key to the whole thing. Is like by his standards, you know, every projection I'm seeing for Dolander still has him as a top ten pick. You know, I've seen him as, a, as the number seven pick overall. I would just tell you guys, like, there's not a professional organization uh, alive that would not love to get a, a talent like Chase Dolander into their pitching development system. I mean, this kid checks every box you want in a pitching prospect. Now, you're right. Like, the slider hasn't been as good this year. It's a lot of pressure. You know, you know, junior year in college baseball is a ton of pressure. Your draft year. But I thought Chase Dolander really showed you something against Southern Miss. You know, like that would have been a very easy game for him to, you know, maybe go six innings and, you know, you're behind in the game. But I, I thought he really drew a line in the sand for Tennessee. And, and when, you know, just the way he pitched after giving up those runs early was a huge difference maker in that Super Regional because obviously it wasn't looking awesome for Tennessee at that point. So I'm still all in on Chase Dolander. I think he's a you know, an incredible talent. And I, I would be very surprised to not to see him not go early in the first round and even more surprised to not see or to see him not have a big, big league career. Hey, Mike, when you look at this field, obviously people say the thing should be reseeded. 
uh, one side is just it looks like the group of death from from World Cup parlance, and the other side of the uh, equation it looks like the Florida Invitational. But things never go according to form, do they? They just don't. I mean, to no. say Florida gets through that thing, you know, and they're just seeded into the into the final series, I I don't believe that. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I don't like the idea of reseeding it. It just you know, like if, if we if we seeded teams really well, if that was like this perfect science, I guess I'd be more open to it. But we're not that good at it, right? Like Oral Roberts is a four seed. Like we've been calling them the faux four. Like, are you kidding me? This is a fifty one win four seed. Yep. So, um, you know, and not fourth overall, like, you know, fourth out of like that that would make them like the forty ninth team in this tournament. So I and I, I agree, I don't think this is a cakewalk for Florida. I actually picked Virginia. I mean, you know, Virginia is a program with a ton of pedigree. Um, you know, obviously, Oral Roberts is playing great, and TCU is the hottest team in the country right now. They've won 19 out of 21, um, and this stage can do funny things. You know, like this is it's a lot. I mean, I'm standing here talking to you guys in this what feels like a big league ballpark, double decker, and I mean, there's more cameras than you can imagine. It, it's it's a deal. So I, I would just tell you that I think what you said a second ago is is the idea that. We just don't know. I mean, anything can happen in this thing. We've got eight really, really good teams going right now. Mike Rooney on the way out. I've been around here a long time, and I texted Tony the other day. That's got to be one of the great coaching jobs I've ever seen. I think it's the best coaching job in any of these sports I've seen in my life to get that team with with all their deficiencies and everything that's going on around them all the noise all year to get that team to Omaha from where they were that Vanderbilt series six weeks ago. It's just a remarkable, remarkable job by everybody involved. Yeah. I, I think what, what, what we've learned over the last couple of years is that, you know, I think for a long time we just looked at Tony as one of the elite recruiters in college baseball. And what we didn't realize is, you know, that is true but he's also one of the bright young stars as a potential and now current head coach in our game. And, you know, just, I mean, think about it. You guys know Tennessee baseball. There was a 15-year period there where, um, and, you know, maybe 15, I'm just rounding to 15, where, you know, not only were they not a postseason team, but they weren't really even a bubble team. You know, it, just, it, it had gotten not great. And so, you know, and there's always a lot of reasons to that or for that. It's, you know, I, I don't think it's ever wise to just say, okay, it was the head coach. But I would tell you that Tony has done a remarkable job with this program. And to your point, this year was not an easy one. You know, this was – Tennessee is one of those programs that reminds me of, like, Miami football in the 80s where um, they're so good, but, man, there's a lot of eyeballs and there's a lot of bullseyes. You know, you, really Tennessee good. gets everybody's best shot. So, yep. you know, long story short, I, 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 if I was Tennessee, I would give Tony Vitello a lifetime contract. He is awesome at this. Well, and who did you guys put on primetime Saturday night? The Tennessee LSU game will do a number. It'll do a substantial, oh, yeah. Yeah. substantial college baseball number, just like that Tennessee Clemson thing did. And the whole Miami deal is not a bad comparison because the. Now, I think the portrayal is that this team, you know, last year's team definitely wore the black hat. This year's team, as the season's gone on, has sort of gotten away from that. Uh, but it, it, they're still must-see TV because you never know what's going to happen. They're kind of got that combustible uh, yeah. a sort of um, a property to them. But 
Mike, on the way out, man, I just appreciate you jumping on. I know it's a busy time. I know you got a million of these to do, but we're still mad at you, even though we love you. And you're an honorary paisan here. I'm still a little angry with you, brother. That's good. I, I, will, I will take that and I'll wear that because that means that, that we're having relevant college baseball conversations about the volunteers, and I'm all in for that. But the college baseball, this version of Tennessee is good for the enterprise. It's good for college baseball, so I'll take it. Well, listen, we've had other guests here in the last, you know, people we were previewing games. And one of my sidekicks, the great Bino Jeff Henderson, on Mondays and Fridays, he said to me, he goes, that guy's trying to ruin you. So you're a verb around here. I just want you to know that. <laughs> oh, that doesn't feel like a good thing, but whatever. We'll take it. <laughs> you're a verb. Have a go, and Rooney. Good to- hey, hey, Mike, good talking to you, buddy. Thank you. You got it. See you guys. Thank you. Great Mike Rooney one more time. Matt, he's really slick. When you watch him, this guy knows everything about college baseball. Like he's the um, he's the Mike Huguenin of it. Like he can go like into people's depth charts, Matt, and go like four deep. I mean, he knows everything about this stuff. Oh yeah, and and he's re- really good on that squeeze play deal. Oh. Um, yeah, he's yeah, he, his knowledge is just kind of like he'll he'll be talking about the the bullpen of. Of some four seed on that deal it's about the, like yeah like third 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 reliever and it's like how, how do you even know the guy's name much less have a scout on him so yeah he's he's a, a great a great uh great for college baseball we were watching that pen team me and anthony on that squeeze play you know and um they were playing so i forget what game because we were playing and we were, we were trying to watch like several games at once which is what that which is why that's a great thing. They got all the screens up there, and it's just for people like me who are ADD, HD, ADHD, T, and HDTV. Um, it's just it feeds you. You know, it feeds my whatever it is I have, my mania. And he's sitting there telling about kids on pens. I'm like, what are you doing? How do you know that? Why would you know that? You know, this guy here. You know, he. He transferred in from so-and-so or, you know, and you're just like, what? We come back. I want to continue the uh, schedule talk. Do you have a thought on what you saw yesterday? And we're going to open it up for you. So let's do that. As we continue, it's your Tony Basilio show. It's the Thursday edition. John Adams in the house, presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. More after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome you back, it's a sighting on a Thursday. Fired up, focused, and repaired for you. The schedules came out yesterday. I kind of like them. Now, I disagree with Brian, the whole concept of playing not, uh, 10 league games. I mean, geez, Brian. Grind yourself in the rubble, why don't you? 
Well, I mean, COVID, they played 10 games. Brian, how good was that? They'll, Brian, the Brian they'll, they'll, they'll never compete in the playoffs if they do that. They'll grind these teams into the ground. You can't do that. Well, it seemed to work okay for Alabama that year, right? Brian. Hey, Matt, that's like talking to a wall, isn't it? It would, it would probably – LSU could have played 10 SEC games in 2019. There and they you still go. would have won the national championship. There you go. That's what they said when they added an SEC championship game. Matt, I want to make the, the playoffs. SEC can never compete again. I want to well, make the playoffs, Dixon, next year when I look at that schedule. That's my goal. Is that I, schedule I, I, too difficult for that, or is that navigable when you look at it? No, I think it's very reasonable. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think that's out of the question at all. Because when you play that tough a schedule, nine and three gets you in the playoffs. Because if you go six I and think, two, I, I mean, think ten and two for sure does. Yeah, I think. I, I think if you go six and two against that league and you throw a challenging non-league game in there one, I think you're in a, I think you're a playoff team. I really do. Because that's very very difficult. This league is getting ready to become an absolute meat grinder. And I wonder how long into it, guys, Texas's fan base and Oklahoma's fan base say to themselves, "What have we gotten ourselves into?" You know? Yeah, there's no there's no Kansas Jayhawks. Yes. There's no Texas Tech that might score 50 but give up 60. Go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. You, um, we are rolling, brother. Absolutely rolling. Absolutely rolling. This is a lot of fun. There's so many things flying at us right now. I, I don't remember a June like this. June's usually kind of a, well, it's a time for me to shine because I've got a, you I have can, a knack for it. I've got a brain for coming up with stuff, and I just have a really good feel for what I'm doing. No offense you to can, me. You can thank the baseball program for that because. But yeah. It's really They've fun. They've taken us to the 4th of July. I mean, can you imagine? And Matt, are they gonna, are, Matt, are they going to go out there as an opponent, or are they going to win some games? What, what are we going to do here? Because Sean Adams, who left us, was talking off the air about how he went no 5. He said, and by the time we got around to just being comfortable that we were at the event and got used to the event, we were gone. We winning games matter. We going out there as an opponent. What's going to happen here? What's your, what's your sense of the feel of this? Um, I, I I think they win at least a game out there. Um, you know, the team two two years ago uh, kind of got swallowed by everything out there in, in the park. I, I think this team's a lot better or a lot in a much better position to handle all that and and to kind of fight through some of that. Now you have a very tough draw, and you mentioned to to. To Mike Rooney about Tennessee side of that brackets, you know, just really loaded. But I, I think this team will find a way to, to win at least one or two games out there. It's a group of death, man. Look at the side Florida's on. Look at the group of death. You know, uh, last year, and they're going to be compared to Ole Miss, who won it last year. Yeah. But they didn't have nearly the tough gauntlet in Omaha that Tennessee's going to have to face. 
because only two of the top eight national seeds made it. That's right, Brian. Whereas this year, five of the eight top eight, five of the top eight teams made it. You know, really, when you look back at Ole Miss's national championship, not diminishing it because it's you know it is what it is. It's great, great accomplishment, obviously. But when you look back on that, it was a perfect storm for them. And it was perfect conditions for them. Not only was it a perfect storm, but having all the heavyweights out of the way allowed a team like that to come out of nowhere. When, when you heard that guy last hour talking about that Wake Forest team, that's ridiculous, the season they've had. Ridiculous. Who knows how they handle it? How does Paul Skeens handle it Saturday night? Who knows? He might have trouble with his command. Let's go to the phones. Tennessee needs to run his pitch cap clock up, whatever the word is. Uh, they need to be mindful of that. And, and don't don't first pitch swing Maui Yahuna, who drives me crazy. Matt, that guy's a leadoff hitter that drives me nuts. And you know what's weird about him? He's got a pretty good on-base percentage, even as maddening as he is. I mean, if he changed his approach, imagine what his on-base percentage would look like, Matt. Yeah, I think it's the second highest on the team of, of the guys that play regularly. Yeah, I mean, and, it's and he's crazy, and, right? Because he's a maddening leadoff hitter, maddening, maddening. <laughs> but, yes, but, but he kind of gets on base a bunch. Doesn't feel like it though, does it, Matt? Why is that? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting. I think it's just the strikeout. He strikes out way too much. Um, and especially for a leadoff guy, you want your leadoff guy to at least put the ball in play. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's really interesting. It's, I guess the, the expectations of who he was projected to be versus who he is. Yeah. Um, because he's actually been one of their better hitters with, with runners on base. I know, and yeah. Guys in scoring position as well. Yep. Um, which he's just not he's just not a leadoff hitter, I don't think, but he's probably the best leadoff hitter this team has. He's a lot less loud than I thought he would be as a player. The way we were talking about him, the way everybody was talking about him, I would have assumed he would have been a more dynamic player that kind of stands out. But his numbers are actually better than what he looks like, which is weird. But let's go to the phones. In fact, his numbers are a lot better than what he looks like. Because when you watch him, you're going, what is going, what are we doing? Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? W. Lynn, what's up, man? I'm just fired up. I want to talk about baseball first and then football schedule second, if that's okay. Uh, I hope John Adams is still listening. He is. Because I wanted... I wanted to congratulate him on being in the uh, USA Today uh, paper. Paper. I'm one of the 1,000 people left in Knox County that still gets both uh, both paper papers. And he's got a half-page article on our baseball team that's wonderful, and he made the uh, Wednesday edition of the USA Today. That's incredible. John Adams, the paper paper paper. <laughs> and uh, this... this uh, World Series is just unbelievable, and I, I kind of want to dispel one myth. If you go one and zero, and then lose the next game and go to the losers bracket, it takes you five games to win it all. If you go zero and one, and then win the next game in the losers bracket, it's still it, you're still having to go five games. 
So winning the first game is important for momentum, but numerically it makes no difference if you lose the first or second. You've got to go five to win it all if that's, you lose. That's a brain buster to me. What about to get to the championship series? Same deal or less games? Well, now, once you, once you win your bracket, the championship series just starts best two out of three. Okay, so you're talking about five just to get there. Yeah, if you get in the loser's bracket. Now, if you're in the winner's bracket, it just takes one, two, three games if you win them all. If you go three and oh, you're in that championship But you still series. have to win five. I see what you're saying. But if you get in the loser's bracket the first or second game, you still have to play five. Well, that's confusing. That's like the way I feel about Maui Ahuna. That just, that just twisted my brain up, Matt. Yeah, I, I know. It's kind of it's confusing. But I'm just telling people, if we go 0-1, don't panic i don't you know I'm it's not, not the to, end of the world right it's not the end of the world because you know and we've got if you get in the losers bracket there's four games in a row with no days rest that should help with our pitching staff we are completely built dixon if we hit the ball a little bit matt we're completely built to come out of that losers bracket if we just hit it a little bit matt we could do it yeah just just keep Keep pulling for our Tennessee Vols no matter what happens this first game. You know, don't don't panic is what I'm saying. What do you think, Dixie? Uh, are we the team built to do that if anybody is in that field? Yes, we are uh, with yeah. our pitching. Yeah, with yeah. their depth. Pitching depth, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'd be nice to hit 275, I guess, or something, you know, <laughs> and, and get more runs. But, you know, we, we are built for that. So, you know. And we know now that, hey, if we get behind four and up, and that's what Adams has in the article, we can come back. You know, we can come back from a deficit. Yep. And th- that's very important that you your mind is focused on that. You know, well, that in you- two rounds, to your point, in two rounds, Tennessee's proven themselves capable of doing that, and that is a that's key. There's no question that's key. Just that whole we- mentality. It- of having done it. And I know we're in a big stadium and all that, but we played at Clemson was probably one of the most hostile regions you could go to. And we won that region. Yep. You know, so, so that that's that's good. Uh, moving on to football, I want to know who the man at the SEC Network that came up with this name, the Autonomous Five, ought to be terminated immediately. What? Did you hear all that nonsense? Instead of saying Power Five, they said Autonomous Five. You don't like that? Why not the Autonomous Five? What's that supposed to mean? Well, they have full autonomy. They can call their own shots. They they are the masters of their own universe. I, I just say stick to calling the conferences Power Five and Group of Five. The heck with this autonomous five. No well, you got the autonomous five. You've got the magnificent seven over there in the ACC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what in the hell is the magnificent seven? That sounds like something that uh, Bino would come up with, Matt, doesn't it? Well, I keep thinking Hugh Brenner ought to be in the movie or exactly. something. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Magnificent seven couldn't make a movie. <laughs> you know, like, but. Uh, as far as the scheduling goes, uh, I divided the conference into the top eight and the other eight. And our 2024 schedule, we play four of the what I call the top eight. Yep. And 
the top, the other eight, I got A and M at the top of that. I don't have them in top eight. You think that's a good way to rank them? Where do you have A and M in the top eight? Give me the top eight in our league. The other, I have them in the other eight. The top eight is Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma. Brian, do you have any do you have any gripes with that, Brian? W Lynn's handiwork thus far. Brian Hartman, speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh not that I can think of. And what I noticed with those schedules is everybody either plays three, four, or five of the top eight. We play four. Yep. So but I just wish the commissioner could get up there and say, look, we, we're, we're wanting every conference to get on board with this. We're, we want to play two power five teams. Then we could play an eight-game schedule and have Wisconsin and North Carolina State one year. Wouldn't that be fun? Absolutely. would be a lot of fun, W. Lynn. And, you know, you'd have five home, five away. You know, one year we have Pittsburgh again and, you know, uh, Michigan. It's why, <laughs> you know, hey, Michi- hey, it's why we need a commissioner to get over this yeah. stuff, to get involved in scheduling, to to watch these people, uh, to hold their hands, to, to keep them accountable. I stand with W. Lynn in that. The man is speaking the absolute truth and i hope you have a doc good and w lynn great talking to you thank you my friend let's get our next call in hello and welcome the thursday edition of your basilio show john adams absence presented by seniors helping seniors hello and welcome into our next call hey what's going on tom who's your ball ryan hey who's your ball ryan always good to hear your voice my friend yeah nice to talk to you guys today um it's too bad john dipped out but i'll pose this question to you guys I assumed he's been to Norman, Oklahoma. Maybe he hasn't. He has. Have Have any of you guys been to Norman, Oklahoma? Matt, you've been there, haven't you? No, I I have not. That's surprising. I've been there, but not to a game. I passed through there on vacation a few years ago. Have you been there? Saw Hoosier, the stadium. Who's your Val Ryan? Have you been there? Well, that's what I was going to kind of pose, make you guys my committee of uh, <laughs> travel agents. Uh, me, my wife, and this year we're going to Kentucky, and my son uh, will be um, one then, so he didn't go last season, but he will this season. We like to go to one game a year on the road. Awesome. Would you guys go to Arkansas or Norman, Oklahoma? If you, Because those are the two that jumped out to me immediately when I saw the reveal. Arkansas um, versus? Would you go to see the Vols play football against the Hogs or – the Sooners, not this oh, year, but next year. Oh, that Oklahoma trip would be a much better. You think so? Yeah, unless you want to do, unless you want to go watch police chases, which Arkansas, <laughs> Matt, I've learned this from on patrol each week. That's the best place in the world to have a police chase. But otherwise, who's your Val Ryan? Otherwise, I'm going to have to say to you that uh, uh, you ought to go to Oklahoma. Well, and they're roughly geographically, I mean, they're both really far away, but yeah. uh, northwest Arkansas is not very far, obviously, from the Oklahoma state line. So yes. Interesting. Uh, Bri, do they have nice restaurants or anything, or is it kind of a hole in the wall? In uh, Oklahoma? No, Norman, yeah. 
Oh, there's a lot of. I mean, you've got Oklahoma City right there. There's a lot of places to go. There's oh, cool. the uh, Brick Town. There is a lot of good. There is a lot of good eateries around there. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. City. It's so Norman is like a suburb of Oklahoma City. Yeah, it's, it's 25 minutes. Close. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys are kind yeah. of convinced. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's what I'm leading towards. Now. Whereas um, Arkansas, Arkansas is in the middle of Arkansas. Well, and I'll tell uh, you this, I, Ryan. Now, if you want to go watch police chases, like last week. <laughs> Matt, did you see the On Patrol last week, the episode where they did the uh, crime of the week and they had that police chase? And, Ryan, this dude's on the interstate, and this cop pitted this guy on a six-lane road, did the pit maneuver on him, pinned him into the wall, flipped this guy's car over, and the guy got up and tried to run. It was so next level. They were going 100 miles an hour. Kind of fell in Fayetteville to me now, Tom. Oh, but, there you uh, go. Uh, well, that's cool. And this kind of second question for you guys, and speaking of Oklahoma, I was listening to, I think, uh, someone's podcast. I think it was Kane. Eric Kane, is yep. that his name? He's yep. a media personality. Yep. He ranked of the five successful sports, if he had to bet who would win a natty first, he said – the softball team, the baseball team, the football team, men's basketball, women's basketball. And I think that's close, except I would substitute the football team with women's softball because as long as Oklahoma remains on their trajectory, I mean, they were like the UCLA Bruins of Lou Alcindor. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Everyone's playing for second. You that's could right. be amazing and still not even be close. So. What would you guys think? Who is the of, of the five? If you were going to put a pecking order, which five would you go? Oh, I'm rolling with Tony Vols one. Tony Vols <laughs> yeah. is one, and then I haven't really thought about it. Y- you have to say that historically speaking, you'd have to put Tennessee basketball down there at the bottom, just yeah, based on the postseason history of that deal. We're kind of football we're kinda would be my second. Holy Joe! Yeah, right? I think but football I think, second. I think they have no chance. No, yeah. I yeah. Well, it's not only Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes' history is one. Our history, Matt, until we see differently, I mean, that's a whole lot of history to overcome. Not only Rick Barnes, but Tennessee hoops. I mean, that's a that's a that's a um, uh, that's a duo for the ages, Dixon. Oh yeah, a, a double whammy. I would I would have it at the bottom of the five yeah. as well. I mean, it's no, yeah. f- and, and I'm not sure if anybody's coaching. Until you see this program break through. You know what, Ryan, I can't believe, and you can't believe it either, from where you come from and where I come from. We can't believe that people love Tennessee basketball as much as they do here, and they've never been to a Final Four. Can you imagine what this place would be like with their fervor for the basketball program if they broke through one time and went to that thing? If they got to really feel a long stay in that tournament and what it would do to this place? Well, my passion and one of the reasons why, you know, I'm an alumni, but one of the reasons why I love Tennessee sports even more than my undergrad, and most people are surprised at that. They're like, isn't it usually the other way around? It's like the, there's something so romantic and so cool that East Tennesseans identify with anything that puts on that tee and runs out. It could be um, cricket. If yep. Tennessee developed a cricket team yep. and played Florida, it would be a fervor. It totally doesn't agree. matter. And that and that's what's so cool. So 
Yeah, but I, I think I would agree. And You know, when I graduated from Tennessee, if you would have told me, hey, in four to five years you're going to be talking about the women's and men's basketball team hypothetically have the worst chance of winning a natty I think with that's baseball, right. football, and yep. softball. I would have never believed you. I, I mean, think it's that's unbelievable. right. I would put it just off the top of my head. Yeah. I would go baseball one, football two, softball three, uh, women's basketball four, and Tennessee basketball five of winning a national championship. Yeah. You made me rank them, and that's an interesting topic. And I hate to say it, but I think I would too. But also, I might go five A, B, and C for various reasons. No offense to the Lady Vols coach; they ain't never winning the national no. with her. No, and then Rick and our history is our history. But what's odd is, man, unless that Oklahoma softball, how many national championships would those Houston Cougar teams have won but for Lou Alcindor, who then changed the name to Cream at Bill Jabbar? They might have won two or three. Well, it didn't matter. UCLA was hoarding <laughs> all, and I'm yeah. watching this Bill yeah. Walton special right now. Ryan, thank you, brother. Yeah. Love you. We'll but, see. But the Bill Walton thing which is a several-part deal that ESPN's running, is great. And they did a segment last week on the UCLA days, and UCLA was just hoarding all the talent. But they had an NIL program before anybody else did. Everybody else was paying guys. Okay, whatever. But they were paying, like, life-changing money to these people. Sam Gilbert was the guy's name. Go look it up. Back to the phones we go. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome in. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, are you there? Let's try this again. Hi, welcome in. Thursday edition, Tony Basilio Show. Hello. All right, that person can't hear me. There's something going on with my phone lines. All right, let's do a reset here. That's uh, two or three. Let me see if this person can hear. Hello, welcome in. Can you hear us? Hello, you're on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Well, that was weird. All right, let's uh, let's hit the reset button. We'll come back, get some more calls in as we come back on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow 
isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee Lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here, somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, Cold Hard Cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
TB back with you. So Laura told me she had to reset the modem uh, once last night, and so she came down here and did a quick repair. And uh, let's see if it works. And we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome in on our Thursday edition as we welcome you back. Hey, hey, Tony. Steve hey, Jasper. hey, Steve and Jasper. Good to talk hey, to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just, it just occurred to me on the on the football scheduling. Uh, the uh, the SEC uh, issued an incomplete schedule yesterday because they they didn't tell which eight teams Troy and Ball State are going to play. <laughs> what a great line! <laughs> we we are the sustenance. We are the sustenance of the lower mid major leagues, Bry. There's no doubt it, about it, that, is there? We are their sustenance. That, yeah, and you forgot about the, you forgot about Bowling Green and Akron in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those teams well, as well. Sorry to start off on such a sarcastic note. Well, hey, Steve, and more, let me give you some more sarcasm. I thought it was a schedule reveal. That wasn't. Yeah. A, they didn't. They didn't do any schedules. They just showed you the eight games. Couldn't they put yeah. a little effort into that and, and work the schedule out? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I just saw it real late last night. I had forgotten they were releasing them yesterday. But I'm with W. Lynn. I mean, or or you know, even Brian, either. Either give me a ten-game conference schedule, or give me nine conference games with a legitimate home and home opponent. And and you know I've been saying that forever. And uh, you know, and, Boy, and nine I would like be a grind, guys. You, nine would be a real grind looking at that schedule last night. You imagine adding one more game to that thing? That's all right. All right. I mean, uh, you know, if, if they don't want to do that, cut back to eleven instead of twelve. Cut out one of the games, but. I liked what you said the other day about what the Big Ten's doing, and don't worry about it, giving everybody a, 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 the same number of uh, permanent opponents. You know, if Missouri, you know, if Missouri doesn't have any permanent opponents, and Tennessee has four, you know, great. You know, what that is interesting. Why does it have to be equitable, Matt? Did you see that where Penn State has zero permanent opponents? They basically signed up for it. They said we don't need any permanent opponents. We'll we'll play nine different teams every year. Yeah, I, I found that very interesting. I was a little surprised that, but they really. I mean, outside of the the big schools, Ohio State, you know, Michigan. I mean, would you really want to lock yourself in the plan? You know, Rutgers or Maryland every year? No. And, and you know what? And, and you know what? For Penn State, this gives them a chance to compete in the league now and compete for a playoff spot because they don't have those anchor teams laying on them. I mean, the Penn State people I've talked to are excited about it, Steve. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's great. I mean, and you know, we've got some old rivalries in the SEC, Auburn, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, you know, and whatnot. Uh, uh, you know, game, even some games that, you know, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, I think that, you know, Tennessee probably doesn't care that much about that. But for Vanderbilt, that's their game of the year, you know, and same yep. for Kentucky and Tennessee. Yep. And, you know, so if, you know, if we want to play all, if we want to play those games every year and South Carolina doesn't really have but maybe one, uh, okay, that's, that's fine. I mean, you know, and, and, uh, if, if they do that, the way to make it more equitable, equitable, if you do that is to play more conference games. Like nine. You know, uh, you know, South Carolina loses Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida, and Kentucky. Yeah. All three of those. Wow. Four of those. That's Which is going to really seem weird to them. Well, I tell you what's going to seem weird to Georgia is that they finally, I mean, how, 
how long has it been? And maybe it's just happened, and I don't realize it. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often that they have to go to Tuscaloosa. Have they ever been to Tuscaloosa? You know what they're saying, uh, Steve, which is really funny? Because um, Goldbrick sent me a link to one of their boards. They're saying that they got set up by the league, that this was a yeah. set-up job yeah. by the league. Matt, do you believe uh, that? Do you believe they're saying because they have to go to Tuscaloosa for one time in their life it's a set-up job by the league? How soft is Georgia, Matt? How soft is their fan base? <laughs> I mean, yeah, are they kidding? I mean, they've never been the game. They've never been to the swamp. I mean, they just... They're kidding, right? Yeah, it's a good point. They've never even played they, in Gainesville. They've never played at Texas A and M. I mean, Still. what in the world? You got Doesn't set up. Later. I mean, until not too long ago, they hadn't played west of the Mississippi River. Exactly, they? Steve. Ten, like fifteen years ago, Steve. You live around those boobs too. Yeah. Well, what a bunch I of live, boobs. Yeah. I live one county west of Chattanooga. And- it's odd. I, I get a lot of Alabama, but you get you set foot into Hamilton County, Chattanooga, and you get a lot of Georgia. Yep. yep. I know that from my from my wife's days down there. All there's those a, dogs. Hunk down. Hunk down. Yeah. Bunch of Georgia there. Yep. So. You're the man, brother. Thank you. Great All thoughts right. as usual. All right. Go Vols win a game in the World Series, or two or three. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, town is Charlie. Charlie, welcome in, brother. I got a question for Matt Dixon. Well, he are won't have an answer. Build, are they going to build a hotel for those bammers to have indoor plumbing whenever they come up here to, to play football right in General Nayland's back door before they build us a decent baseball stadium? Matt Dixon, is Danny going to do the entertainment district in his hotel before we break ground on that baseball stadium? That's the question. It sure seems like it. He seems to have his priorities more fixed on on that than than fixing up the baseball stadium to just be competitive in the league. Well, you it's guys ridiculous. can make you can make the point, guys, that 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 entertainment district's more important. Charlie, could you make that point? Well, the Bammers will. Appreciate indoor plumbing, I guess. Charlie I mean, keeps going what, I don't what's have, more necessary? I don't have to stay in a hotel to watch watch the team I support. The hotel, the indoor plumbing. Charlie just keeps going back to it, which I appreciate, Charlie. You're, you're staying committed I, to the I pit. agree with you. Charlie, well, Charlie just, you need to get on that farm. You need to get some heavy machinery. You need to come up there today. You need to crash the gates at Lindsey Nelson Stadium and symbolically move some dirt for Tony Valls. Now, you'll get arrested, well, somebody, but you tell him I sent you, and, and you I'll say, hey, we're working on the renovations. Start out there in right field where they're going to put that dorm, and just go out there and move some dirt today, symbolically. I'll come down there and film the tip it. The mask on. Yeah, the tip jar will bail you out of jail. We'll, we'll pass the hat, man. Well, it's just uh It's frustrating. What they did the the porch and that and the bleachers and stuff, you yep. know, they need to have lightning delays out there 'cause 'cause it's just a bunch of scrap aluminum. Uh I don't something I can take apart with a with a crescent wrench, I don't call a renovation. You know, and I just 
with this fan base and, and that team and the coaching staff, I think it's a disservice, and I think it's a slap in the face that uh, they're more concerned about trying to get dollars from visitors coming to watch our sports than it is to take care of the fans. Go wild. Is he right as he goes out the door, uh, Matt Dixon? Do you think that's an accurate description by him? Or is he being yeah. too hard on the plumber? I, no, I do. I, I, I think it's very, very fair. I don't, I don't know why they, they still have yet to do anything really at the baseball stadium. Anything. I mean, the program's been relevant and, and, and good for like four years now. Charlie, take your back, go down there today, get some heavy equipment. The visual of Charlie over there. Just This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. He's going to let us know what's happening at Foodland today. Miles, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. It's another week, uh, another round of specials at the store. Uh, so let us know what you got on sale this week. All righty. Well, we have two sales going uh, at this time this week. The regular ad that's running all week has assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, green cabbage for $0.59 cents a pound, and Deer Park Spring Water 24 packs, two for 10. The other ad we have going on is our truckload sale that we do every year that has fresh ears of corn three years for a dollar bacon potatoes 99 cents a pound right bacon 40 ounces 8.99 each and whole ribeyes for 5.99 a pound wow 5.99 a pound for ribeye that's a pretty good deal right there again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. located right there at the Foodland at the big shopping center in downtown near the post office well miles thank you very much you have a great day and thank you great staff and uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks all righty thank you this is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.